Welcome back. Um, yes, it's yours truly, The Rage, and you are uh, here once again. Thank you. Or if it's your first time, like, you know, what's up? Oh my gosh, my name's The Rage. And yes, I know that's like a title and a name, um, but that's what I call myself. Uh, and you are at uh, Fuck You, Pay Me Central. Um, and this is where we believe that our natural divine talent and what we do or would like to do should just be paid for at what it's worth. And it should always be a lot. Bam. Um, (laughs) but it's an artist and an entrepreneurial podcast. This is our ninth episode. Um, and I keep saying our, like there's like a whole other crew that is producing this or whatever, but it's not, it's me. Um, and I'm, and and God and the ancestor. So it's kind of like a whole crew. And that's why I say, um, us and we a lot. Um, but yeah, this podcast, I, I wanted to make it because, um, I think a lot of times people are just like, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. And there are a lot of, um, artists and entrepreneurs, you know, and just creatives and slash business starters slash moms slash you know um dads slash i don't know sisters brothers whatever um we're all multi-hyphenates and how do we navigate that world and um i figured it would be a good time to kind of talk through some people's journeys and uh each one teach one all right so that's why we're here uh this episode is no different it is uh, June 15th. Oh my gosh. It's Thursday, y'all. It's almost Friday. Amen. Um, let me just jump into, this is a good episode cause I am, I'm about to put y'all on some real historic, um, game because shorty right here, you know, she dropped a project like a while back, but she about to drop another project and it's about to be fire. So we are really, getting the exclusive okay um but let me jump into what i am grateful and thankful for this episode these past two weeks were interesting right because i really feel like i had told you i was reading the whole 30 man and i really feel like whoo it's hard i can't do all of it right now we're transitioning to it a lot of it is eliminating like even beans lagoons like you can't eat not nothing processed and Um, when you eat so many processed things, when you start eliminating them out of your life, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I never realized how disgusting that was or how weird it made my body feel. So these past two weeks have been very interesting. I've been learning a lot about myself and, um, um, meat is not my favorite thing anymore. I mean, technically when I just think of it every like quickly, I'm like, uh, uh, I love meat, but no, um, I actually had a really great breakthrough um, and in meditation, it it all clicked together. And that's what I'm grateful for. I'm, I'm grateful for moments that just click when everything like kind of makes sense. And you're like, Oh, so long story short, I had a a dream like a while back. Okay. Whatever. You know, it's like you have dreams all the time. But anyways, the other day, my homie Tomas had told me to go to this park. So I went to this park because instead of going up the hill, really 
initially you go down a hill so I was like let me go down a hill first you know because sometimes you want to ease into your workout anyway so I go to this new park in my neighborhood and I walk up on it and I'm like dude I'm walking into this dream that I had a while ago like there were a lot of weird circumstances in the dream. I think I was like playing tag or being chased or something. I don't know. But I walked up on this park and it was just perfectly serene and ready for me to walk on this little walking track. And I was like, you know what? I can really do some damage here. And <laughs> funny I use that word because after I get my little laps in and I'm warmed up and I'm walked up, I say, let me do a little jog. I do a little jog. I feel inspired. Mm-hmm. And then I slow it back down and all of a sudden I hear a pop, like pop, okay? Like you just crunched on some chips pop, like, mm, like it's some pop pop, like I'm from Chicago pop, like. <sighs> and, and the thing is about hearing a pop in your body is that you kind of more feel it than you hear it, but you feel it so hard that you hear it in your ear. And that's where I was with it. And um, instantly I said WebMD, you know, instantly I said Google. And I checked it all out and it was like, oh, you probably tore your cab. And I was like, oh no. And I just like had this moment where I like broke down um, inside my house after I hobbled home. And I was like, God, you know, I'm really trying to get my life together. And like, why? Every time I feel like I'm trying to get my life together, do I feel like I'm being set back? And, um, <laughs> not to mention I had like two jobs to do that day I was supposed to start training yes for uh the Hollywood Bowl because for some reason I got an usher position there the reason is Janet Jackson was performing however my training started after her performance so I kind of don't want to work there anymore but uh, that's a story for another time guys <laughs> I'm going on a tangent of a lifetime um uh, let's just say, you know, I was frustrated and, um, I really had to ice up and rest up. And two days later, which is today, um, I feel uh, uh, healed. I feel really good. I went back to that park. Um, yes, I can. I did some calf raises yesterday. I did some yoga yesterday. I iced, I, you know, I did what I needed to do and I prayed and, <laughs> I'm better now. Um, yeah. Uh, I also went to the doctor, um, but that was for a whole other thing. I'm telling y'all too much of my business and I'm grateful that I can. Okay. Um, I'm also grateful right now for the ability, you know, to just remind myself that I don't owe anybody any performances. You know, I had a really weird, difficult time with a coworker, um, recently and, I think they really want me to be cool with them again. And the reality is, like, I don't owe you that. You know what I'm saying? I owe me the job that I need to do to get this check, you know, so that I can still, like, create and have fun and be a cool girl in the world. Okay? So, yeah, that's that. Those are things I'm thankful for. for thankful for. Thank you guys so much for listening to them. Um, let's jump into this quote. The quote is... Don't feel that you should somehow try to force events to start happening. Just cultivate an attitude of relaxed attention and intention. Deepak Chopra. Okay. Amen. Okay. Now, 
I'm not sure if something recently has happened with Deepak Chopra because I know Dalai Lama was acting up, but I will say what that was, what he just said in the quote, that was a word, okay? It takes a really long time sometimes to just get into flow. Meditation helps with that. And, you know, people always talk about these moments of enlightenment, and I'm going to be honest with you, it takes a while to get to a moment where you feel enlightened or something just clicks, you know? But... Sometimes you really just have, you, you have to stop and you have to get in the flow because trying to force things into place, they never get there, right? So blah, 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 me, 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 you, you, you. Let's jump into this interview, view, 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 all right? <laughs> uh, let's get into this uh, interview portion with singer, songwriter, Rena Glover, all right? Cool, cool, cool. Hey, 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 guys. Thank you so much for joining me again um, for another portion of my story on the FUPM pod. Fuck you, pay me. Today we have like, talk about blessings, okay? I have an extremely close friend of mine on today's show, but outside of that, she's extremely talented. Um, I'm going to let, you know, like everybody else who comes on this podcast, she has something to share and and a bit of light to give. So I'm going to stop talking. Let me let her intro herself a little bit. This is my BB girl, known as Rena Glover. Come on, come on. Thanks, babes. My babe. Okay, so yes, this is I. I'm Rena Glover. Yes, I'm a singer songwriter, originally from Pasadena, California, um, and uh, just a musical artist. I also do, uh, you know, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of different types of singing. So, so yeah. That <laughs> I don't know. It was that no, that was there? really good, but also like it. It sounds so like what like, kind of oh, intro? A bunch of singing, but like she really does, guys. Like she's opera. She's an operatically trained. I don't know how do you properly say that, but I, also, I, I feel like I've heard you say sing every type of genre of music and do it well and with confidence. And you're about to like drop a project pretty soon, yeah? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm in the process of like dropping a few singles and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. So, how you feel about letting us listen to something during the show? How you feel about that? I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. Okay. Okay, Let's guys. That's a special treat. Okay. Stay tuned. We're definitely gonna um, jump into that. But before we get into what she has going now, uh, Rena, could you just like you're from Pasadena, so you're mm-hmm. you're a Cali girl. Um, yes. Just yeah, break down like how did you get into music? How did you know that this was gonna be? Um, and or songwriting even at that like how, what was your journey to artistry um yeah so I I, I think for for me I, it probably started in church um that's like where I like realized that I like to sing um because like I was forced to do it every <laughs> every week well not every week we had like children's church um and so I would uh always like had a really wanted to like do solos and stuff like that like I would feel that in my spirit and then I just like have always liked music like my nickname is Boogie like and my like my parents call me that because I used to dance all the time I've always (laughs) been very musical and singing and stuff like that so I don't think there was like one moment where like I can't really remember when I was like oh I need to do this but I do remember like in fifth grade, there was like a solo and everybody knew I was doing the solo though. So I must've been singing before that, but everybody was like, oh yeah, Aaron should do the solo. And I, it was like a black history play. <laughs> so I've just always like, between church, I've just always loved to sing. And then as far as like songwriting, I don't know, when I was younger, I used to really like poetry. I used to have a, a 
a, a, a songwriting book, mm. like starting from like elementary school. And I had like a notebook and it's called Aaron's Songs. And I used to mm. like write, yeah, write songs. I had like a piano and he used to do like loops and I used to make songs off the loops. So it's just something that's just always been innately me, I guess. That's real. I mean, was there anybody else in your family that was like musically inclined or like, you know, like it's it's kind of dope that you've been able to take it into your own, but like, d was there talent in the water somewhere? Can somebody hold a note, you know? Cause I'm, I, I'm always wary <laughs> of people who just come out the blue sometimes. And it's like, how, how did you find this passion? Oh, well think, then you might be worried. <laughs> like my dad's a, my dad can, can, can sing. Okay. But I wouldn't say like, but he's not a singer. Like he leads, he leads like, now he he didn't do this back in the day when I was younger, but now he like leads songs at church and stuff. But okay. no, like my mom doesn't sing, my dad doesn't really sing, my sister can't really sing. Like they can all hold notes, <laughs> um, like for a choir, <laughs> but like not like solo singing. Yeah, um, I had an aunt, like um, uh, like not my immediate fam family, but like my cousins. Um, they could sing a little bit more, and then like at church, like they could sing, like. We all could hold notes and like sing in a choir, but like as a soloist, like that, there was nobody at all in my family at all that does music. Mm. It was very like offbeat for me to be wanting to do this. Now speaking to that, like because it was offbeat and because there wasn't necessarily um, a blueprint, I know that we uh, outside of <laughs> this podcast connect on that and how it's just hard sometimes um, staying motivated or uh just feeling like the path is for you what what have you done um to kind of stick to your passion um whether it be school or outside of that like what what's really helped you be like hey singing this is this is it um i would say yeah like it goes in waves like my motivation um but at the at the core of it i i could keep doing it because it keeps coming like stuff keeps coming to me Mm. Um, and so like that's it, it may be like oh I may have like I've had well the most probably like I've had like a year where like I just didn't write any music or anything like that and I was kind of like felt sad about it but then like it, it always comes back at some point or like I've just surrounded at this point have surrounded myself around other people that also like music and so like when I see them doing stuff it inspires me um just like hearing other people's music it just like inspires me it makes there's something in me that wants to continue to create mm. something have that's you, like innately passionate I feel that have you ever had what they call FOMO do you think it comes from that like are you like man I need to create because you know like I don't know what I might be missing or is it just like I need to create like this is I don't know what else I'd be doing if I wasn't creating. I guess is there another has there ever been another artistic or a different talent of yours? Well, I've always like been like I, I, I used to like in high school, I played volleyball. Um, like I've always had other interests. I like to dance and stuff like that as well. Um, but I guess with music, I can I create because I, I create because it just, it's not a FOMO thing. Like, oh, I'm, I'm missing out. It's just more of a like, I have these ideas. And to me, just the type of person I am, it's silly not to at least like just just show, you know what I'm saying? Like just show what, what it is that I am good at. 
And even if I can't do it like commercially or like market it in the ways that I would like imagine, it's just like, I'm gonna I'm just put it out because it came to me. I feel like creation is like a gift. <clears throat> and so it doesn't really necessarily make sense to sit on it. And for a long time, I really just didn't know how to put music out. And so once I figured out how to do it, it was like, oh, okay, like, I just, I don't know, there's something in me that's like, I gotta do it. I just, I just have to do it. Like, it's something I'm passionate about, it's something I want. And I feel like the only way you, you like, lose your passion is if you stop. If you, you gotta stay in the game. So I think that's what keeps me motivated. I'm like, it doesn't matter how, you just gotta stay in the game and like, keep showing yourself and other people that this is something that you're good at and something that you do well. I love that. Uh, when you say stay in the game, like what are some different ways in which you like stay in the game? Um, I know, I know where you went to school, but like, want to tell the people, you know, how you, how you kept stay trained up, you know what I'm saying? And do you yeah, think I you guess. would still be doing it if you had not gone to school for what you went to school for? Yeah, I guess I should give my, I guess I should give more background on Just myself. a little bit, just a little. She's like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, when you asked me, it. I didn't know, I wasn't quite sure what to say, but my bad. So, no, no, you're fine. Yeah, I, I was. You don't want people to geolocate you, you know, like, I get it, you know, privacy is important. I don't know, I know, I know. that's something I'm working on, not being so private. <laughs> <laughs> private, it, it, but it's just like, I don't know, I'm just like that. But anyway, um, like I'm an open book, but sometimes you got to pry it out of me. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I don't think to like, uh, I don't always think to just promote myself in a, in a, in a sense, but he here we are. But yeah, so like I grew up doing um, just kind of like music when I was younger. I went to school for, when I was 16, I was like always singing like as a kid. But when I was 16, I was singing outside of my high school and this guy randomly was like, hey, you should try out for this program that we have. It's called Project Spotlight, and we like spot highlight like really talented kids um, th that are in high school, and we talk about like our differences and like diversity. They were very ahead of their time, mm. um, but they, it was just like we would talk about like different issues that were going on within like uh, diversity and things like that. Um, and it would be like we would be having like real conversations. Like we did not all agree. It was we were really coming from all different types of places. So. Um, and so what we did was we would come, you would try out, you'd have to have a talent and then you would, um, if you were picked, we would all come that day and then we would create the show in a week. Mm. Um, and so like, and so it would be like, some people would create stuff to do together. We would create like things to make it all kind of blend and make sure like the, the show was like, so the show would be good. Um, and then like some people, it would be like, oh, what song do you have? Like, do you have a song that you're good at? Or do you have like, if you play something or do something like, you know, so they, we would create a show all together with the guidance of our like counselors. And so after the show, a lot of the people that were in the show went to like LA, uh, LACMA, which is like LA high school for the arts. Mm. Um, but I was the only person that didn't come from, from LACMA. <laughs> so, uh, I guess when I sang, um, the, one of the donors like had a quest like was curious about me um and the lady who owned the company let him know that like I didn't have any type of training or anything like that and so he anonymously donated me like seven lessons wow um, yeah to to just like you know so that I can like learn too and so when I went to the went to the the voice teacher um I, I did like a regular lesson and then she was like, hey, you have a really nice voice. Like, have you ever thought about doing opera or like classical music? 
And I was kind of like, no, but like, I'm, it sounds cool. Like I'm a very <laughs> explorative person. Like that sounds cool. So like, I'm willing to try it. So she gave me a song and like, she kind of went over like the technique of, of some stuff. And, and I like started singing opera or whatever. And I enjoyed it. Um, and then consequent, like at, at the same time, um, my voice teacher, I was like a sophomore and I think I was a sophomore or sophomore or, or junior. But then my teacher uh, in high school, she also, they happened to be, and my teacher and, and my voice teacher happened to be, go to the same school and they happened to have the same voice teacher. Wow. It was a very random thing. Wow. And so yeah. once they found out that like, once I like, my teacher found out that I was, my voice teacher found out that my teacher was who she was. They both got like really excited and was like, oh, we're gonna, like, you know, this is our next opera star. Like, we're going to make something of this. Oh, wow. So, like, in school, we had a, at my high school, we had a really big production called Ovations that we would do. And so my teacher made sure that I would be singing, like, an operatic song. So, like, I was, like, in in high school singing the, you know, like, the Alien song on the Seventh Element? I did I that think, Oh, my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was just, like, oh. I don't know. I just had, like, two ladies in my corner. Nobody else did opera around me, but I had these, like, two ladies yes. in my that were just like you should do this and so then when it was time to go to school were they women of color I, i'm sorry no two that. white ladies two yes. white ladies were like telling you like hey black shorty you know what yeah, like you can be like this. yeah you can be like the next leontine price you can be the next oh. battle you can be you know and next- talk about that like i i collect records I, i've always loved all types of music i love kathleen battle and to think like I don't know. She was so rare when we were growing up. That was such a rare voice. And it just seemed like, um, okay, let's just, okay. Pasadena is a really nice part of California. Okay. Yeah. It's not necessarily Calabasas though. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you have family throughout LA. How, what, was there, was it hard to make a decision like opera? It, it, because I'm just saying like growing up, man, people were judgy in the 2000s. And you know what I'm saying? Like we were trying to fake openness sometimes. Yeah. Like you should do everything and anything. But was it difficult for you in that time period to say, hey, no, I really like opera. I do opera versus the, you know, uh, Little John and Eastside Boys was popping at that time. Um, what else was popping at that time? Um, Tierra Marie was popping. <laughs> no, I mean, like, so at the same time, like, I was still, I was still, like, I was still singing, like, at church or, like, just singing, like, regular music. Okay. Um, and even, like, in those same shows, like, I also did, like, Dream Girls and stuff like that. Like, so it wasn't just um, opera, but they just made sure that there was a moment for me to perform in front of people doing opera. And I felt, I felt, like, cool. I, I thought, I guess I kind of felt it was a little corny, but I think most people felt it was cool that I could do it. I thought it was kind of cool that I could do it. Um, Pasadena is like, I, I went to public school in Pasadena, so it was mostly black people and like Mexican people. So, um, so yeah, like I didn't get any, I never got like negative feedback. It was like, oh, that's cool that you can like do that. Like, ooh, like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, ooh, 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 like. But yeah, I never felt weird about it. And so then when it was time to go to school, it was kind of like, well, what am I good at? Like, I don't really want to do anything else. And it was like, I've been working on doing, like I've been training classically for the last two years. So let me just like, let's go to school for that and see if I can become an opera star. Cause I couldn't really figure out what else I was good at. 
Mm, that's to real. be honest. You're like, um, let me just settle on being, you know, the next Kathleen Battle. It's fine. But yeah, it, just, <laughs> it seemed cool. Like, not a lot of people did it. It made me feel like, it, it, yeah, it made me feel like I had I had something that a lot of other people didn't have. So I kind of mm. cherished it and tried to continue to, like, cultivate it. That's real. Yeah. So, so where did it take you? So you have these two, these two lovely white women. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. You know, allies are important. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, they, are. they are. Be a good ally. If you're gonna be an ally, you know what I'm saying? You just better be a use the privilege for something. Yeah, I think it's just like being a good person. Like you see somebody who who needs help and like, or just like if you see people who need encouragement, like just continue to encourage, especially if you see talent. Um, and somebody, I just think that's what, like our educators should be doing. <laughs> but yes, absolutely, great allies are necessary. Yeah, man, and just awesome. That is, yeah, that's a testament to teaching too. So shout out all those teachers, man, out there who are just yeah. seeing that little spark of summoning a child and just saying, go on ahead and do that little extra after school program, man. Um, so yeah, but in the in the in the like in hindsight, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that really was like divine. Like mm. I don't and. Just in, in them knowing each other and just being like them pushing me to do it. Um, so I decided I wanted to do music, um, but I ended up going to, but I really wanted to go to a black college. Like I didn't really want to go to a, a conservatory. My sister had went to Hampton and oh. I just was like, I want to go to a black college. I remember going to the graduation and being like, oh, this shit is lit, you know? Like, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I went to Howard. I was studying there for a year and then like something hit me one day when I was just like, if I'm really gonna do opera, like I gotta go where the bad bitches is at. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can't, cause I just saw like people were graduating. They didn't necessarily know what they were doing next. And I just was like, I don't, you know, I didn't grow up around anybody doing opera. Uh, I don't know what those next steps look like. I have my teacher who's kind of like mentoring me through. That's like in LA, but like as far, I'm in DC and I'm not really, and my teacher was like maybe 90 years old. Okay. <laughs> and then I, so it wasn't like there were a lot of good, like there was a lot of talent there, but it wasn't really a big program to cultivate it for classical voice. Like we have an awesome jazz voice program and like musical theater and acting program, um, but it just hadn't been like super cultivated. So, um, so yeah, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna apply to this. So after my freshman year, I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply to like three schools. If I get in, I'm gonna go. And so I think okay. I applied to like um, University of Indiana, which has a really good program. I applied to Manhattan School of Music and I applied to like Juilliard. And <gasps> I didn't get into any of them except Manhattan. I got an audition for Manhattan School of Music. And so I decided to just um, to audition and I got in. Woo! Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I did that. As soon as I got there, I was like, oh no, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I knew immediately, not for me. I'm um, sorry, just, what? What did you say? Did you say that, wait, so you were at Howard, okay? At Howard. Walking across predominantly the black school. Just the black school. You were walking across the yard one day. You said, uh-uh, this just ain't right. Let me apply to these music schools. So then you apply to these music schools, you get in, okay? And then you get to the campus, you say, uh-uh, again? Immediately. Like, <laughs> I was there for like, I did like a little camp before, like they had like a little um, like musical theater camp. Yes. Uh, that I went to because like trying to get back home, I had to move all my stuff up there. So like, I just, I don't know, I ended up going to this and I had a good time there. But then like the, after the first week, it was just so sterile and like, there wasn't really a whole lot of creativity. It was just like people in their practice rooms, just like mm. 
going into i don't know it just wasn't there wasn't creativity then the teachers weren't very it's like all these really stuffy white teachers and Mm -hmm. they see things a certain way and like they don't really allow they have like these ways that they've seen you know opera's an old art form so like they want to do it the way that they've been doing it since 19 1700s like my g is 2011 what are we you know what i'm saying like what are we talking about so I just like, I struggled there and then coming from a black college and then also, you know, Pasadena, like the school I went to was predominantly black and Mexican. So it just was like a culture shock almost to me as well. So mm. I think I was just struggling with yeah, I mean, how- being black in a very white um, space. Cause like up until then I was just, I was, I was, it was other black people doing it with me. So it wasn't yeah. like weird that I had decided to do it. How did you navigate the big the big city, the big apple, man? Was that your first time in New York for real or Yeah, that was yeah, that was my first time. The first six months sucked. I was really sad and depressed. And then one day I decided to like go visit a church that I really liked. Um, and they had and then when I visited they had something called Freestyle Fridays, um, where they did they would like make up and so I ended up they had advertised that they were doing it, so I went that Friday. And so they were making up R&B songs, like they were redoing R&B songs, but putting like Jesus words in it. Yes. And so I was like, and they were like in regular clothes and it was like, just more like this, like it was, I don't know. And then the pastor would come, but it was like, he would have like boards and stuff. It was just fun. And so I'm like, oh, cool. Like it's people that look like they're my age, like young adults, they're making songs like this feels good. So I, that's how I kind of found my community and just like other, finding other creative people. Um, through this church I had randomly found in Harlem. Oh, you want to give it a shout, shout out? out to FCBC, ow. <laughs> ow. <laughs> Praise them, okay. FCBC. But yeah, but through there, I met other like art, other singers and like um, producers and like musicians. And so Super then it was kind of like, yeah, that's how I started kind of being more open to like my own creativity and writing my own songs because they were doing it too. Ah, so were you in school at the same time that you found these people? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, kind so of I was doing both. I knew I couldn't go back. Like I was just like, okay, I gotta finish. I didn't mm-hmm. like. I knew I didn't want to do it, but it just was like, it just. I. I it took a lot for me to get <laughs> to New York, and just quitting just didn't seem like the right thing to do. So I just was like, all right, I'm gonna just finish and you know, make the best of it. And I still wanted to do like music. I just knew it wasn't opera at that point. Yeah, I didn't, or at least I didn't feel like it was opera because I felt a little like judged. I felt judged. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Okay, all right, that's real. So, but finding that FCBC family and the musicians there really helped you branched out, branch out. Um, I actually ran back into you in New York, which was beautiful. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, you left. So <laughs> how Hilarious. long were you in New York? I was and in New York for six afterwards. Hilarious. I was in New York for six years. Um, I think I met you like my year three, I wanna say. Like you came four. I feel like you left. I was in my struggle bus because I I guys, I inherited Aaron's apartment, which was <laughs> that's that's like we really intimately know each other. Yes. Um, and I was living in the PJs. I was li- living in Baruch Project. Oh yeah, <laughs> in projects. Oh my god. So she saved me like- from me. <laughs> 
with that random white man. Oh, that yeah, is so I forgot about that. Yeah, so no, you had to have already been there for like yeah, you. I don't know because I was only two years by the time you came. Yeah, you blessed me. You blessed me. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad I was able to bless you. You, you were. You really did. Um, because I was in that in that uh, housing situation for like two, two years, and that was a blessing within itself, guys. Let, don't let me get you wrong, okay? But you know, every time you gotta just ask for God's greater. Yeah, you be one of the upgrade, Lord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So that's what just happened there. But uh, <laughs> hilarious. So you were in New York for six years. Word, Bob. Did you, by the time you left, were you still in musically minded? And where did you go to, girl? Yeah. So, so before I left, I want to say around 2016, I had this song idea, and so I had got a bunch of. I had started meeting people. Like I did a, a random like off Broadway play um, one summer. And one of the guys that was like a stagehand, he had a, 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 his cousin, his name was Uni G, his cousin did music and he needed somebody to sing. And so in the play, I was singing like this little sexy jazz song. And so he was like, I think you would be perfect for this. So I met with his cousin and his cousin, we did like a few songs together. And then like, he asked me like, hey, do you have anything that you want to do? So I had the song idea that I wanted to do and I gave it to him. And he created a beat for me, like with the with my voice on top. So I'm like, oh shit! Like, so then I let my other friend hear it, and he um and he like did some keys. His his name was Dante. He he did some keys on it. So I had like this song, and <laughs> I wanted to. So I decided, and this is while I was still in New York, and so I had like made a music video. I had just like had this really bad housing situation, but I had won the case in court. So I had like this extra money. And I was like, I'm gonna put this song out and I'm gonna make a music video. Well, I got cool. my cousin to make the music video while I was at home in LA uh, one Christmas. And just like, I, I put the song out. So after that, maybe like a year later, a few, you know, I was like, I moved to, I was dating this guy and he and I, uh, and we were long distance for a long time. And then I had lost my job and like, we decided to move to Atlanta. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Love, love, Yeah. So, so we moved to Atlanta, and I only had one friend that lives in Atlanta at the time. And uh, one day, like my my boyfriend was out of town, and so she, uh, we were hanging out together. And she was like, she was into music too. And she was like, well, my ex boyfriend, her ex boyfriend, they were still cool, and he like he was a producer. And so she was like, oh, I want you guys to meet. And so she introduced us, and when I met him, we just instantly clicked. Mm. Uh, his name his stage name is Jay Soul, but uh, Burroughs is what I call him. Okay, Thomas <laughs> Thomas um, Thomas Burroughs. So, so I met him, and we started. We clicked, and we just started like making music together. Like I would get off of work. I was working at um, this place. I would get off of work uh, at like six o'clock. No, I would get off of work at five. Take like an hour drive to his house. Start at six, and I would be at his house till like one o'clock. And I was doing that like three times a week, four times a week. Um, and then after a while, it was like, I have enough songs to like do something, like make a, wow. like we were slowly, like I had put out a single called Be All, Be All Right. And it was like this like go-go version of my like Jill Scott. What is that song she has that she just like, they Golden. sing it crazy. I don't know what oh, 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 Give it to me, give it to yeah. me. You know what I mean? I Whatever. Did. I did like my little version, my little go-go version of like this yeah. song called Be All Right. And so then after that, it just was like, we just kept making songs and I started putting out a bunch of like little singles and uh, until I was like, okay, I had come up with this idea to put out like a seven 
song EP. And so it just like all kind of randomly just came together. Oh, I love that. I, love I just kept start meeting people who were like doing it and kept encouraging me to, to do it. Um, and I never stopped making music. So like when people ask me, I would be like, okay, I kind of have some, you know, like I have something like, but it wouldn't be done, but people would see what I was doing and be like, okay, I can add to this. I can help with this. Got you. So you feel like you really kind of started with a little bit, you know, did what you can, wrote what verse you could. And then people were able to like see that at the very least and then see where they could contribute. Yeah, I haven't had like a whole lot of guidance for this, for like for music. Um, mm. But I just been like, just I just keep, I just keep trying to do little stuff and keep trying to learn how to do the stuff that I, uh, that I'm asking other people to do. <laughs> and I think that's been helpful too. What do you think the most, um, I, I would say difficult but helpful thing that you've learned while uh, producing your own music? Um, I, or maybe you thought it was difficult at first, but now you're like, oh, this is easy. I just have to do bop, Well, yeah, I, I think what I thought was difficult was like recording myself. Like I always thought I had to go to the studio and then you have to pay like all this money to go to the studio, like an hourly fee. And then you get there and the engineer may not really care what they're doing, what you're doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like he's trying to hit on you and it's like awkward ass at the moment. Studio, yes. Or this like guy says you can like produce, he'll produce something for you. You go to his house and he's like acting weird and like trying to like rub up on you. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, I'm just trying to get my song No, but done. yes. So Music uh, yeah. industry always seemed like a little casting couch energy. It did. Definitely, definitely. So I've definitely come across that a lot. Um, and then and what I'm do you like, do to, when you get out? Like, uh, tell the people how we get out of these scenarios. I'm sure there's a young artist listening that like wants to be able to navigate that type of. Thing. What do you? What do you? Which? What, what do you think they should do, or how did you move through it? I mean, the situations always vary, but I mean, a lot of times you just stop. You just can't deal with them, or you flirt with them, and you know what I'm saying. Like you just make it work for you. It just depends on the situation, how safe you feel. Mm -hmm. If you ever feel unsafe, like I say, just just leave. Um, but sometimes I won't lie. Like sometimes it's it's, it's helped with, with like being able to get some stuff done, being able to like, you know, you he's trying to flirt or he's trying to, it's like, okay, if you want to flirt with me, you can flirt with me, but get it, you know, get your, get my shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this but helps you, this if mix. this motivates you to get it done, like get it, just get it done, brother. Okay. <laughs> and, but it's a no, but once I get, once it's done, you know, I don't know, but it's just, it's hard to navigate, but I didn't like that I had to even navigate it. And so, um, I had, uh, one of my friends had taught me how to, I thought it would be really hard to record myself, but it ended up being like, really, it's not that hard. Like, it's a few little buttons you gotta press. You gotta have, you know, an audio interface. You gotta have a mic, but it's really not that, you gotta have like a, um, you know, a DAW, like a, a system in which you can have the soft, uh, like a software. Um, but it's not, it's not that hard. So once I, once like COVID happened and I really didn't have any, anybody to, to like just I couldn't just go into a studio with somebody it was like weird I just I had somebody who taught me how to record myself and so that was like something that I thought that was hard that really wasn't hard um something that is hard that I'm still learning is mixing uh and it's not that hard it's just like it's all personal taste and you just have to like know you know have good plugins and stuff like that like it just takes a little bit more work to get that done so that's something that I'm starting to learn more too, because I just think it's important for artists to know how to do as much as possible. Um, Cause it's really expensive to put yourself out there and like be an independent artist. 
So if you, the more you know how to do, the less you have to outsource. Um, and of course it's time consuming, but um, you know, if you can, if you can have a song halfway done before you start working with somebody, you're in a good place. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. you're not wasting a whole bunch of time. That's interesting. That's or interesting. you can like, if you have it in a good place, you can just send it to somebody and they can do something and send it back to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, as opposed to I'm starting at ground one. So I need somebody to help me record myself. I need somebody to help me mix it. I need somebody to help me master it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it just, it's just important, I think, for artists to learn how to do stuff. Like, I, 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 got, I be on Canva making my own, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to make my own materials and stuff because it gets expensive. And you have to learn how, when you have, you have to know when it's time to outsource because you can't do everything. Um, but it's important to like know how to do a lot of stuff, I think. I feel that. Um, <clears throat> and, and I really agree. Uh, Canva, that subscription is worth it to any creator <laughs> that is out there yeah. right now. Um, it's, it is, wow. Yeah, that's And even if you crazy. don't get the subscription, like just Canva in general, yeah, there's you some can your images on the internet and just <laughs> upload them and do it too. I've been at all, you know, at all stages of like, I can't even afford the subscription right now, you know? Mm, talk, <laughs> talk about it. So, um, so, yeah, it's just getting creative and like learning how to do what you do, like something that you ask other people to do a lot, like just figuring out, like, what are they doing? Ask them questions while they're doing it. Like, I used to ask my producer all the time, like, oh, why do I like how this sounds and this? And he'll be like, oh, yeah, you like your low end off or, you know, just. Being inquisitive and always like trying to learn is helpful. Huh. I also just think about it like I, the artists that I've admired the most, know the most about the art. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we can all know, you know, there's some haters out there, but I love Beyonce. Okay. It's true. Yes, um, it's is she true. my fave? Fave? No, that goes to Janet. It's cool. They're both okay. on tour. Go see them. I'm the um, secretary of the Beehive. So. Um, respect and that's what she's here (laughs) (laughs) so you know like I don't from the choreography to lighting to vocal I don't think either of those women know like they know what's happening no, they yeah. and they know like put put the lights up however many beats and they're like oh that something's off and can we run that one more time I love that I yeah. live for that I live for that because all that shows is that you care and you care and that means that the audience can care more you know like that's felt you know what I'm saying um, yeah especially even, as a woman you don't want to feel stupid like you don't want to feel like people are. Mm. You, like, you. I girl. and it's very easy to get in that so I think it's just especially especially as a woman because I think men can kind of get away with just being I don't know get get away with being stupid for some reason but <laughs> as soon as somebody sees like a, a woman being stupid it's like oh we're about to take advantage of her it's like damn yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah I think I think that that's done out of necessity especially for like Janet and Beyonce they've been doing that since they was little kids like I know this light <laughs> I heard y'all talk about this, which y'all, you know. I'm not about to sit here and argue with you, okay, right. Damon? Get it right next time, okay? 
Right. Um, now I love that. Okay, so in uh, your portion of the story so far, you know you're in Atlanta right now. You made this tape, mixtape. First of all, I remember when you dropped it. It was beautiful. Um, I was very proud of you. You know, Proverbs was like it was like such a mood. It would come in into my Spotify mix while I was in New York every once in a while. Oh my god, look at you sound like a real rocker. Okay, I know. you know so. Then, like, tell us, like, I guess, did you, what, what, why aren't you an Atlanta artist? Like, how did you get back to Cali? Um, what, what was that world like? And how has that changed your, uh, what do I want to say? How has your, uh, your creation evolved? Your music? Because mm. um, Problems was the last, was that the last, like, EP that you dropped? Was that the last project project you dropped? Yeah, that was the last, like, yes. Yeah, I was so, I was like in the studio with um, Thomas Burroughs at the time. Um, I was in the studio with him. Uh, so that was like a different, the way that we created that was very different. So I had, what happened? So like my relationship didn't quite work out and I was just tired of like being like by myself and I wanted to be around my family again. That's right. Um, and the job that I was working had randomly had an opening. My, my same job in, in Long Beach. So I had asked about it and then they were like, yeah, we take you. And it just like quickly happened. Like all my transitions, like <laughs> it was almost like God was like this, okay, we're done. Thank you. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they just quickly happened. So I moved back home um, in 2019. Uh, in oh, pre-panty. Huh? Pre-panty, pre-panorama. Yeah, pre yeah, about six, six, seven months before the panorama happened. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I moved back and and 2019 was kind of like that, that it was just like a really, really hard year. And then I didn't make any music during that time because it just was like, it was a lot going on. <laughs> uh, I didn't have like producers like that. Like we, I would be over the phone and stuff like with, with, uh, with J Soul, but it wasn't like the same, you know what I'm saying? So it was a little bit of an evolution that it took to, to, to figure out like what my new style was. Um, was that the year I, I that had, you didn't write? Was, you know, that you referenced earlier, like sometimes, you know, you, you just can't write, you know what I'm saying? You're like, there's one year you couldn't write. Was that the year that you're just like, I don't have anything to say right now? Yeah, that was a year. Where okay. I, okay. Or it just was like so much going on in my life that I didn't really have like, I just didn't feel motivated to write anything. I just like, I, when you sometimes when you're in the midst of it, it's hard to write. It's easier to like kind of look back mm. and be like, oh yeah, for, at least for me. Um, but then in 2020, when the when the pandemic happened, it's just something in me that be like, no, stop. Like you can't give up. Like you just gotta stay in the game. Like that's always been a thing for me. Like stay in the game, keep trying. So um, I had a friend from high school that I had met with and I had another song idea that I was trying to work with somebody on and uh, we met up and we kind of clicked too. He was able to grasp the song. So I put that out um, and just start like finding random people in, in LA that could do, like that could make the ideas that I had in my head. Cause how I make music typically, it's not really like a lot of times people just, you know, producers will send you tracks and you write on them. And I, I like that, that's cool. But I, I really like when I come up with the whole thing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to just, be honest. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like, it's, cause it's just like it's my song. Like, I came up with the melody and the, you know, I'll send you like these, I'll send you like bad pianos of it. 
but the song's pretty much done when I'm giving it to a producer. So, um, that's, yeah, that's just like how my process goes. And so I've just been working with random people. Uh, but right now, I'm, to be honest, like, uh, Jay Soul is still the, uh, a Burroughs is still the same person like that I, like he's really the person I really like to work with. He just kind of gets me um, and we hear stuff the same way. Uh, but I have found other artists in LA that I really like to work with as well. So um, it's been a process and learning to trust myself more has been a big part of it too. Um, because I was in the studio um, with with somebody, like, I had another ear that could be like, oh, um, like, yeah, do that again. Or like, um, you know, that had a different, like that had an opinion. And so when I started doing music again in LA, it was like, I was the only person in the room. I was only recording myself, nobody. So it was just like, it kind of was like a bit of a, bit of a shock. Mm. And so I think this is kind of the music that you're going to be hearing. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's coming up. Um, Cause I've been putting out like singles, like at least one single a year. Um, but like the music that you're hearing is kind of coming from like, pandemic to now like a mix of the pandemic like from the pandemic and stuff that was going on during that time so um so yeah I don't know if I got off the subject (laughs) no you're on this subject you're right on the nose you know it's just like how did how did you evolve to this point and what what is this project can you be about you hit it yeah Um, a lot of trial and error (laughs) yeah and just figuring it out yeah, I love that. I mean, I feel like that's what, so everything, <laughs> for some reason, I feel like the pandemic slowed us all down to the point where we were like, yo, let's just take a time, like take our time with certain things because haste makes waste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it's been, it's been good to like slow down. Um, during that slowdown, I realized I do actually like opera. I just didn't like the people I was around. Mm. <laughs> And then, like, so that opened me up to start, like, trying to... I, I started going back into opera again. Um, oh, what does that look like for you? What, what's that world like? Um, it's been good. Oh. It's, it's like my own self. Like, I, I, I pay for my lessons and stuff like that. Um, but I did get into... Uh, recently got into... Uh, I was in an opera at LA Opera. They had premiered Omar. Pew, 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 pew. Like one, of the, one of the first, like, Black-written and, and composed operas. Um not one of the first, but one of the, the newer yeah. post opera. They actually just got uh, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, I think. Let's go, Nobel so, Prize! Yeah, go. so shout out to them. Oh no, Pulitzer, Pulitzer, Pulitzer. Okay, either one of them. Yeah, so shout out, shout out to uh, uh, Rianne Giddens and Michael Abels, but yeah, so I, I'm doing like chorus work and stuff for LA Opera now, so it's like everything kind of comes together full circle, just being able to slow down and like figure out what's going on. So I'm really excited about the, all of the musical opportunities that have been coming my way. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, I think part of the fuck you pay me lifestyle is this hope, right? That whatever you feel like you're divinely able to do, right? Somebody is gonna pay you for it, you know? Cause you, you deserve it. There's some, There's something that you're putting out in the world that's worth it, worth it to somebody. And it's worth, you know, you putting your time into it and being able to live from it. So uh, would you say that you're already at the space and time where you're living off of your music? Is that a space that you want to get to? Or or is it just, or has it become more of like a side passion? Because this is, is, is this your nine to five or what, what's your, 
How, what's no, your would... bread and butter? What's your bread and butter? Yeah, I would say no. So my my bread and butter, I, I do like recruiting. Like I, I work, uh, I have like a nine to five or like a okay. home type of situation that I'm okay. doing. Um, and then I would say like uh, LA Opera is like my second job. Um, and that like I could, it's a nice, it's a nice sum of money that I get, but it's, I wouldn't say that I could live off of it for a whole year, but maybe like half the year, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, <laughs> it, it'd be cool. Um, but, but, um, so yeah, like, and then I also like, I sing, I sing background for different artists. Like I, I was singing background for Be Slade last year. So I, I really do find like, I, I hustle when it comes to music stuff. I was singing, um, yeah, background for B Slade like two years ago, who's a gospel artist. Um, I sing at like different churches. I uh, sing at weddings, um, you know, and so I do, I, I make money doing music, but it's not my main source. So that is something that I'm really working on doing is making that like my main source of income. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of beautiful that you've done so much thus far. Uh, yeah. Like I like that it's still, it's in my like, you know, I'm I'm paying taxes on. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I, I don't want to pay no taxes. I don't have yeah. there's a way we don't have to pay taxes on it, y'all. Okay, anyway. But <laughs> um yeah, like I, I like that I make money doing something that I love. It's not like my main source of income, but I am able to make money doing it. And that makes me feel good about myself. Mm, that's real. I mean, and it really I, I feel like throughout this interview you've been saying like this has been random and then something random happened, but I don't know, throughout it, as I'm listening to you, friend, it feels so divine. So I think that's just for me to charge up everybody right now and just say, like, I do think that sometimes we feel like moments are just happening, you know? And they're just random and they don't mean anything or this just happened, you were lucky to have something happen. But I think, you know, your steps were very ordered. Very ordered, young Rena. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, like it, it sounds really like an amazing story and I'm really excited for this project to um, come out. Uh, so like if people want you to sing at their wedding or something, you know what I'm saying? If they need to get in touch with you, if they need a song written, okay? How, how do they do that? How do they do that? How do they get to you? Yeah, so you can um, you can reach out to me always through like my socials, um, at Rena Glover on pretty much everything. Uh, Twitter, it's at Rena Glover Music. Um, and then my email is also at uh, Rena Glover Music at Gmail. So if you really try and get in touch with me, you can do that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just um, socials is always a cool way to, to, to get in contact. DM me, hit me. And, and like I aforementioned, we are going to get into some music, right? That's yeah. what we're going to do. All right. So let's just take a little pause right now. Um, before we go any further and jump into these tunes, uh, can you intro the, what are we doing? Two songs? One song? Two songs? What do people get? Um, we can do two songs. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I um, think the first, yeah. Yeah, well, let me tell the people what, the, what it is and then we're going to come right back. Okay, so I think both of the songs are, uh, both of the songs are going to come from my latest project that um, is coming out. One is going to be like, uh, has not come out yet. And will not be out when this comes out. But I think I want to do something special because it's Mark the Rich. You know oh, thank you. We got an exclusive. Exclusive. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but the first song I'm going to put out is called, uh, I just uh, put it out. It's like a, a small little intro that I'm doing. 
uh, that I did that I put out like two weeks ago called Running Out of Time. It was for my grandmother's birthday um, and who had recently passed and just like kind of talking about like, you know, the the weird feelings that we get once people pass away and like people that we know and are close who pass away um, and just like whether we're next, you know? Mm, <laughs> so, mm. so yeah, um, so the this song is called Running Out of Time um, and it just came out. You can check it out on all platforms. All right, guys, let's listen to it. moving fast and life is on the line and I can't help but think that I'm running out of time empty halls that once were Yet somehow you're still here It seems the good go faster Without warning, without sign And I can't help but think that Running out of time, running out of time, running out of time. I'm running out of time, out of time. That was beautiful. Um, guys, I hope you dug it, but I'm not even gonna hold you. We're about to get into the next song. We're hitting them back to back. Uh, young Rena, could you please intro this one as well? Okay, so this song is called Fun. <laughs> and it's about just like wanting to have fun. I think at this time, I just really wanted to, I was like looking at my life and just being like, you know, you're supposed to be having fun doing this. Mm. And so, so, yeah. So this like came out of just me kind of realizing like the way that I was living and being kind of like negative and like just always like finding the negative and like it wasn't helping anything. And so that's what this song is about. Um, so, yeah, I hope. you. Oh, know. my gosh. Hey, before we intro this, can I just say I just heard this little interview tidbit with Cindy Lauper. OK. And she said that she made girls just want to have fun when she was 30 years old. People kept asking her what her age was and shit. She was like, y'all need to stop. Like, I'm I'm ageless. What am I, a car? Blah. And I just think that's, that's kind of a testament to moments like this where it's like, there's no time limit on when you record something. As long as the energy behind it is genuine, hmm, that shit gonna be lit. Okay, so let's jump into it. Fun, let's go. 
something that's been divinely waiting to happen and probably will happen again on a different port- platform in a different world at a different time For sure. um, from uh, our mouths to God's ears. Um, but I really just thank you for coming on uh, the pod today. Is there any other, you've shared so much with the people, but is there anything like a lasting note or a couple of tidbits that you feel like you still want to give the people before uh, we give them that Instagram one more hand? Um, yeah, my uh, the song fun that you guys uh, heard that's gonna be coming out on the 27th. Um, so just keep an eye out for that on June. Um, and yeah, uh, what else? Just you know, stay in the light, mm. stay prayed up, and find some peace like, find quiet moments and get used to the quiet moments. I think that's been like being okay with your brain not always going because I think our brains are overly stimulated and we got to chill a little bit. So I think that's something I want to, that was what came on my heart. Mm, Okay. And on the heart is where it starts. So let's do it to it to it. All right, Rena, where can the people find you out before we log off right now? All right, Rena Glover, R-I-N-A-G-L-O-V-E-R. On all socials, Rena Glover Music on Twitter and my email um, if you're trying to that's uh, Rena Glover Music at Gmail if you're trying to hit me. Um, so, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, love you lots, girly. We'll talk to you later. Love you Thank too. you. This All has right. been the My Story portion of UPM. Uh, bye. Hey, oh my gosh, yo. That was awesome. That was so awesome. Um, we have returned to the Neighborhood Watch portion that um my story portion was awesome shout out rena thank you again for coming on and sharing some light shedding shed a little light on the world uh, yeah um now in this uh 
neighborhood watch portion i'm just gonna hit you up with straight uh, uh uh tvs tv shows i don't know is it tv streamer shows we don't even know streamer movies but movies and shows that's what i'm gonna do um no books because uh i haven't finished anything recently and i like to share things after i finish them mm, there you go uh, and I've been on my documentary bag lately because there have been some good docus, okay? Cool, 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 cool. Um, first things up, we have Shorty from Euphoria. Um, Cassie, I think her name was on Euphoria. Yeah, you know, the one who is like blonde bombshell vibes, right? Very sadity. Um, or was her name? I think, I don't know. Whatever. Get into it. Uh, it's on HBO Max, aka Max. The, it's not HBO Max anymore. Um, and the movie is reality winner. Um, it's called reality and it's about a a girl named reality winner who worked for the government. She was a young white girl who worked for the government. Who's the reason why we knew that, um, the U S was colluding with Russia on this, um, on this election shit. So she's the one who blew the whistle and it really is a movie that just goes in and shows you how she like got caught and like how they got her to confess and um yeah it was really good so that's number one number two is the d word that's on peacock um the d word sounds really suggestive doesn't it um no it's not that exciting it's kind of like um love island and all those other dating shows (laughs) except the twist is every couple on this has been divorced Um, so these are recently divorced. They've been divorced within a year and they kind of think that maybe they could get something back. And if not, they, their partners need to learn how to like, you know, love and leave them alone, you know? So that's a really interesting reality show. Uh Um, just started, um, missing. Okay. On Netflix, this is trending super hard for a while. This is the movie with, um, Stormy, also from uh, Euphoria, and Nia Long, baby girl, Nia Long, uh, and Nia Long playing mama who go missing, and her daughter gotta find her, so it's really interesting, A, how she goes missing, and B, how um, Stormy uses all of her tech um, insight to um, find her mother, however, it really brings up this other idea about how people can be cyber-stalked and never know, you know? Um, number four, The Visitor. Uh, that is a thriller horror movie on Amazon Prime. Um, it is bad. That is what I say. You can watch it and say something totally different. But basically, it's like this couple, they move back to this town or whatever, or they move to a town that's out of the city, and everybody in the town acts a little funny or whatever. Come to find out, this man, he in this old house that he bought, and he see a picture, it's a portrait, it's a painting. And the painting looked like him. And then he see a couple more, and then he realized, maybe I've been in this town before. So, it's a lot. Um, and it's just corny how he find out, and it's corny, um, this black woman get ate up by locusts. Like, it's not, uh-uh. <laughs> Y'all know I am not moved. I'm not moved by it. Okay. What was horrible was number five. This is also on Amazon Prime. Shiny, happy people. This is the docu-series about the Duggars. Um, that is the, the motherfuckers who sat around there and had 19 kids and tried to tell us everything was okay. Having 19 kids. 19 kids come out my motherfucking pussy. I don't know to tell you. I'm not going to be okay. I don't care if it could happen or not. Probably not going to be okay. Okay. Um, and those kids weren't, 
<laughs> Apparently, there were a couple scandals within the family, but one of the main ones was that uh, one of the sons uh, who ran for office and all this other jazz um, was actually touching his sisters. Um, cool, right? <laughs> Creepy as fuck. Um, and they did a lot of things to try and just like pacify it and just keep the show going. Um, so it talks about that and just how those some family members were able to escape that energy. Um, but also how people are trying to push a certain agenda um, and uh, say that, you know, these traditional quote unquote family values are what they believe in, but they don't really exercise them. Um, and all right, cool. <laughs> uh, that was our number five pick. Number six. I love this one, guys. This is like my new fave and I'm waiting for the new season to come out and it just came out okay so this is secrets and sisterhood on uh oh secrets and sisterhood colon the shazadas okay this is on hulu it is about 10 afghani um sisters uh four of them are refugees and um they are referred to as the elders and then the other six are considered the wolf pack and those are the ladies that were born in the u.s you know i'm first generation so i love a story like this that just you know talks about the hustle and the grind um to being successful and the thing is they're also passionate and protective of each other and they all have secrets that they're not supposed to have in ways that they're not supposed to act and so it makes for a good reality show um yeah so get into that that's on hulu um number seven the age of influence is also on hulu there's a docuseries six parter uh about different uh influencer um famous people or situations that we're familiar with uh that didn't go so well or the truth behind them so they have you know something about bad mom influencers and then they have another episode that talks about um uh an influencer uh like what happens when influencers get famous off of each other by like inciting like angry moments and um uh selling selling products um including drugs Uh, so very interesting very eye-opening um it's kind of crazy to like look at the 2000s so critically um because we just kind of left them you know this is only 2023 and uh we didn't even get to like finish the 20s out right it's crazy or i don't know the odd the 19s i don't know yeah somebody told me how to say that the aunts are they the aunts or is that um anyways so number eight is the case of natalia grace y'all now let me tell you why this one good if y'all have ever seen the orphan and you seen in that movie how that little girl came from where she came from and she was trying to fake like she was a child but she was really an adult this is like the story it was inspired from except it just happened so there's this little girl who like was suffering from dwarfism or whatever right but she was adopted by this little family so she was given up from one family to another family and one was like why would that happen but apparently she was like terrorizing the kids but then the documentary also is a docuseries it also goes to a place where you're like "Uh uh-uh was it the mom the adoptive mom who was terrorizing the child anyway somehow the child ended up being in an apartment when she is 13 all by herself and she got dwarfism okay makes no sense okay but or does it because she was evil and she was trying to like kill the children 
and she was really 35 we don't know so that's what you got to figure out and it was good so you should watch it um (laughs) number nine this is disturbing this is also on max um jared from subway Mm. i know y'all know or maybe you didn't know but this one man a while back he was really fat and then he ate all these sandwiches from subway and then he told us that that's how he got skinny and we believed him and maybe it was the case but either way that man was also a pedophile and this is what the documentary is about so it just talks about how he ended up like um rising to fame and then how he ended up like talking to one lady in particular who ended up like turning him in about how he liked kids like he just came out and said it one time when they but the thing was he was over around uh freaking touring the school in the country or whatever uh this whole time under this guise of like get fit children blah 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 blah. so he was literally going to elementary schools like all the time it was like a candy land for him um so yeah it just talks about that and weird people Mm, yeah interesting documentary all right and then last but not least on um the suggested um banished on peacock this one i know there's a theme here i'm sorry guys i just these people i'm just surprised at bad people sometimes and i want to know how they got bad so banished on peacock is about prince uh andrew um of wales or whatever of the british you know uh king charles i guess that's his name now whatever his brother um who apparently was the queen's favorite for a really long time he was married to fergie um not the singer but look it up and uh, she uh um i don't know she's questionable questionable in this documentary i'll say that you should just uh watch this documentary if you're wondering like how somebody could be friends with jeffrey epstein and also be in the royal court at the same time um <laughs> Yeah, uh, interesting documentary there. Okay. On a lighter note, guys, uh, happy LGBT, uh, <laughs> Happy guys. <laughs> I, uh, have my, uh, top, I guess, um, picks right now, and they're not all... <laughs> they're not all good picks right now, but they, uh, show a little representation, all right? The boys, the boys are back, okay? Um, go and check it out. It's about superheroes. It's about, you know, you know, what if celebrities and superheroes were the same thing? And what if they did not act right? And this, this is their fourth season. I'm really excited for it. Their special effects are amazing. Um, Drag Race All-Stars, uh, also like in halfway through their season, um, Heidi in Closet, I'm so sorry you left. And who was the last one who just left? Whoever the last one who just left was, sorry you left too, but it just had to happen because you slipped and fell. It was like, it's just what happened okay and then queen of the universe okay this is the sinking singing competition this is on paramount okay with all the drag queens they are singing singing down and um it's fun mel b is crazy uh that is just my two cents on that uh number four here is the ultimatum the lezzy version um i don't like that all the lezzies kind of like look like the same combination which is this like Oh, skater boy mass with this like uh, fake femme energy. I just, 
I just underwhelmed with the representation there. Um, it's not making me want to engage with the show, but like, you know, it's out there. It's on Netflix. Watch it if you want. And then here's an oldie buddy goodie. Okay. Back in the day when I was just a little laddie, um, I used to watch Noah's Ark and that is also on Paramount. They brought it back first two seasons, get into it. Um, especially if you're (laughs) a gay black man, I don't know. Uh, it's just a fun one. It's like, if you watch the L word, you have to watch Noah's Ark. Okay. Um, that's it for Neighborhood Watch. Thank you so much. And bye-bye. Oh, we are back. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Oh, thank you for joining me today. It's a little bit of a longer episode, but you know, I just like really enjoy spending time with you guys. And, um, I don't know. I'm getting better at it. So I'm, I'm just taking my time now. Okay. I like Jerry and I like to lay in it, you know? Um, okay. That was a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. This is especially for this portion. <laughs> this portion you guys know is out of the mouth of babes or babes mouth. Okay. And this is where I find something or I talk about something that I saw, um, you know, that a child said or did that I res- that resonated with me and could connect to a larger picture in life. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been watching the internets, but there should be like a little video of this little girl in this little blue, uh, little blue shirt set and, um, some little white sandals holding her sneakers and it's a rainy day and she walking and her mom just calls her attention and is like, do I see a worm hanging out your pocket? And then proceeds to say, is there a worm in your pocket? She has to own it. She's like, yes, you know, there is. She's like, why? You know, she's like, because, you know, they're my friends. (laughs) And then she throws one of them away, but her mom's like, are there more worms in your pocket? And she proceeds to put her hands in her pockets and pull out two large, sizable, sizably large handfuls of worms. Now this child is but six years old. I know that because it says it. And it takes me back to a fond time in my life when I too used to collect worms. I was her, she was me, we were we. And I actually had that little hairstyle too, the little braid into the ponytail. Anybody know about it? All right. (laughs) Looking good. It's your first facelift, child. Um, But (laughs) uh, yeah, no, I used to collect worms. Uh, I thought they were my friends um, because they were just so cute and they were probably the safest squiggly thing around me and um so yeah I just wanted to commend that young girl for just owning it and just being like yeah there are some worms in my pocket and I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it's okay to be a little kooky and weird and you know connect with nature and um you know, be fascinated by what's living around you. And, um, you know, sometimes you can't take it home. That's valid. That is valid. But I know that she had a really great time with those worms that day for the time, (laughs) for the time being, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully, um, they got to somewhere safe. And it's just a reminder also, like your kids or you, your inner child, like, don't shame yourself for liking what you like. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoo, it's who, why, who gonna check you, boo? And if you checking you, like, why? Like, calm down. It's not that deep. Um, 
maybe there's a more healthy practice of doing what you like or a safer way of doing what you like, but you don't, you shouldn't be ashamed. Like the first thing that you have to do is just own it. And, um, after that you can assess it. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, that is babe's mouth <laughs> for today. Um, this has been a wonderful show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Rena Glover, for being a guest. And um, guys, I'll see you July 1st. Amen. Amen. Happy Black, Happy Black Music Month, okay, as well. Because if it were not for the Black music, where would we be? Where would we be? Um, shout out to the BT Awards. I'm just going to put it out in the universe right now. I'm going. I'm going to the BT Awards. Um we'll um we'll we'll tune back in on july 1st to see how that went okay all right uh love you guys lots or a little bit whatever you need bye-bye it's the rage f-u-p-m pod fuck you pay me we're out Fuck